Welcome into the Franklin County NC Podcast. I'm James Six, and this is a podcast about Franklin County, North Carolina. On our broadcast, we hope you'll learn a few things that you didn't know about Franklin County, North Carolina, plus some helpful tips for you in your daily lives. Today, I am joined by Elaine Edwards, who is the lead health educator at the Franklin County Health Department, and we're going to talk about some things that are coming up over there. So welcome to the podcast, Elaine. How are you doing? I am doing well, James. Thanks you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. We have some uh, exciting things to talk about, but before we get into that, I want to ask you uh, what I ask everybody is to get a little bit into your background, and and we'll talk about what lead health educator is in a minute. But uh, how long have you been the lead health educator? It's or? I am very newly into the role. I have been the lead health educator. I started in um, April of this year. But before that, I was in a different position with the health department. I was our Triple P coordinator, and Triple P is our um, positive parenting program. So I did that for about a year and a half. Okay. And what did you do before then? Before then, I um, was actually doing case investigation for COVID. Um, and I was also, even before that, doing um, some teaching at ECU. That's uh, where I went to school. And so when I was getting my master's in health education, I was also teaching health at ECU. Okay. Uh, and so where are you from originally? Born, I, raised, what is? Yeah, I am originally from North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. I'm originally <laughs> from Rocky Mount, um, which is, you know, very close to here. Um, but that's where I was born and raised. And um, I currently live in Youngsville, though. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, saying that you're originally from North Carolina is not a bad thing. I, I would say, oh okay, you were because I am not. Uh, so, and as many people have listened to this podcast, know I'm from South Carolina. So, uh, but um, Rocky Mount is not that far. It's just over, over, over in a Nash a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and we won't hold that against you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so. Uh, let's say, so you, you went to East Carolina for, you said both undergrad and grad. I did. Yes. So what was the undergrad degree in? Um, I got my bachelor's in public health and then my master's in health education. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so you've, um, did some different things. Uh, obviously COVID was a trying time if you mm-hmm. had to do anything into dealing with COVID. Uh, and now you've moved into the lead health educator role. Uh, is that a, is that did someone else have that position or is that a newly created position or, or Yeah, so Graham Bundy was our lead health educator and then he shifted to another role at our health department. He is now our local health administrator and so when that position opened, um I took the opportunity to apply for our lead health educator position. Okay. And it seems it, with you with Triple P and all that it seems to be um uh it goes along with that that sort of position, and uh, so we'll definitely be probably hearing from you more. So let's talk about what is the what does the lead health educator do? Yeah, that's a great question. So I kind of um, oversee our health education department within the health department. Um, so we offer a few different programs under health education, Triple P being one of them. Um, we also have a partnership with Franklin County Schools um, where we have been implementing some um, vaping prevention programming in the school system. Um, we're getting ready to start some new programs. So my job is to kind of oversee those programs, making sure that we're doing the required reporting for those programs, um, and really just keeping our health education department afloat and running. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of my job in a nutshell. Okay. 
and and we've talked about the health department, but I guess give people an idea of what does the health department do in Franklin County? Yeah, so we have quite a few different services and programs for the Franklin County community. So I think a lot of times when people think of a health department, they typically think of uh, the clinic, which we do have a clinic. We um, do adult health, child health, um, maternal health in our clinic. So if you are pregnant, you can come get seen in our clinic. Um, we have a full functioning lab. Um, we also do quite a few other programs as well. So we have a WIC program, which is women, infant, and children. Um, we have care management for high-risk pregnancies and care management for at-risk children. So we offer lots of different services um, in the Franklin County community. And uh, and we, when you said WIC, I, I just thought about something because we talked a little bit about uh, in the in the last episode uh, when I talked with Will about broadband mm-hmm. is uh, portable connectivity program mm-hmm. uh, ACP. We we joke it's not Arroz con Pollo. It's mm-hmm. a, it's affordable <laughs> connectivity program where uh, where people can uh, check and see if they're eligible and get uh, I think it's up to thirty dollars a month on their internet bill. Uh, and WIC is a program that uh, automatically qualifies you into that program. So, uh, so if you participate in that that program uh, or any of the other ones, you can go fcc.gov/acp and uh, and find out about that. So, if you participate in those, you have those uh, other options there. Um, but uh, as the health department, um, that's a good overview of the health department, um, and. What we have is um, what we're going to get into talking to today. There it is. And anybody was uh, thinking about last December, we had a press release go out about a new three-year grant to uh, reduce infant mortality uh, grant come into from the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services for three years. And... It sounds like $210,638. So let's just pull the, the, the release up here. Because of that grant, we have some new programs that are becoming available. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I know you're talking about uh, because they're starting very soon or mm-hmm. have already started. So what is, what's going on with that? Yeah, so um, backtrack to December, we received this funding and so – December to now, we've been doing all the planning to get um, these programs up and running for the Reducing Infant Mortality in Communities Grant. And so this funding is going to allow us to start a um, Safe Sleep Baby, which is an infant safe sleep program, along with um, Ready Set Baby, which is a breastfeeding um, program. So we have launched these programs. They are open for registration. Um, pretty much what they are is they are classes that will teach pregnant moms or new moms um, infant safe sleep strategies and then also classes to um, teach breastfeeding basics and things like that. So um, the way that they're structured is we'll have a monthly session. It's actually broken out into two classes. So we'll have We'll be offering them monthly. Um, Parents, new moms who are postpartum up to three months or pregnant moms or even their support person. So if you have like a dad who wants to join these classes, they can register online. Um, We do have the registration currently open for the next um, 
six classes, I believe, until the end of December. So you'll be able to go online um, at franklincobaby.as.me is the link to register. Um, And you can see all of our dates that we have available um, along with the times as well. But essentially how these classes will be structured is we'll be having um, about 45 minutes to an hour to talk about infant safe sleep. We'll pause and then we'll um, have 45 minutes to an hour to talk about breastfeeding. So parents can stay for both classes. They can come to one or the other. Um, But it's a really amazing program. One of the awesome um, things about this program is it does allow us to give parents items after each class that will help them provide a safe sleep environment for their baby and also help during their breastfeeding journey. Um, So if you attend our safe sleep class, um, if you're a pregnant mom or um, three months postpartum, you will receive a pack and play along with a few other items um, like sleepers and nightlights and things like that. And then if you attend our Ready, Set, Baby breastfeeding class, you'll leave with a boppy pillow, a breastfeeding kit, and a few other items. So it's a really amazing resource, and we're super excited to be able to do this with the funding that we received through DHHS. Yeah, and and I will say the boppy pillow has uh, – it's, it's a multifunctioning tool. Uh, I know I have used it in the last few months since, uh, since my baby was born. Um, and, uh, we, it, it was so much so that we had to have one upstairs and downstairs just so we didn't have to keep taking it back and forth. So, uh, but you know, talking about, I know one of the big parts of this is safe sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, and you know, true, true story. Um, thinking about that and being concerned about that in the last couple of months for myself and my wife. So what are, what are some things? So that people might learn in the the class that you have come across? Yeah. So we'll teach um, basically the safe sleep recommendations um, that are outlined. I believe it's by the American Pediatric Association or something like that. Um, it's the standard safe sleep requirements, basically, that you'll lay the baby flat. There's not things in the crib. Um, during our presentation, we'll actually show people how to like set up a pack and play, what items, um, we'll do demonstrations on, you know, what items are not safe to have in the crib and things like that. So that way parents can pinpoint what is a safe sleep environment and what isn't a safe sleep environment. Yeah. It's been a a big concern, uh, from us. I mean, we had the, we have that little mesh liner that goes around the crib, so that she doesn't like get stuck in the in, in between the things as she's a little smaller, and then the sleep sacks mm-hmm. and the it, it, you know of course the monitor and all that kind of thing. And it's always interesting to me that you can lay the baby in the crib to sleep, uh, and she sleeps through the night, and she's laying one way, and she's the complete opposite way. So she's done a one eighty in the crib overnight. And it's like that first time we saw that went, what? <laughs> you know, and, and, but what she does is she slowly likes to turn a little bit throughout the night and stuff like that. She's not turning over or anything. But um, so I remember we, we, we graduated from the uh, on the baby monitor in the crib, like staring at it for hours and hours and hours and, you know, to, OK, it's your monitor time here. You take it. You stare at her for a lot of stuff <laughs> to the to the times when you hear the. 
or the, the, the noise and go, what was that? What was that? You wake up out of a dead sleep going, what was that? You know, <laughs> you know, what's going on? No, nope, she just made a little noise. She didn't really move. She just made a little noise. Our baby likes to talk sometimes at night too, uh, when she's asleep, uh, sleep talking. So, but, um, but yeah, so that's definitely something uh, for peace of mind uh, to to learn some of those things, and you know, um, and it helps when you're not sometimes learning as you go because mm-hmm. you might get into a situation going, well, I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, so learning those things uh, to get you uh, prepared and ready to go. Um, did we talk about? I think who? So we talked about who is eligible. Um, and um, so we're we're talking about mothers, pregnant mothers, mm-hmm. and and three months after birth, mm-hmm. um, and for there's there's no other uh, restrictions on that. We'll say right. There's anybody can anybody in that criteria can come with a support person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can also bring your support person along, whether that be your partner or you know that person that's going to be also watching that baby as well. Um, they can come along and get the the information as well. Yeah, um, and then on the breastfeeding um, side too, that that's uh, very helpful. I know that um, it's been a bit of a challenge, um, not just uh, in some places for availability of programs, but COVID also mm-hmm. uh, changed a lot of different things. Because I know when we went through this. My wife was like, well, okay, you know, you're supposed to go do these like classes mm-hmm. and the availability was really low. And a lot of it is online where, you know, during the, the pandemic and things like that, it, it became a, a necessity to do that and sometimes made it a little bit more available. But sometimes you need hands on mm-hmm. hands on training. You can't teach. Uh, I would I think I can comfortably say. Uh, from our um, uh, public safety partners that they don't – I don't think you can teach CPR virtually. Uh, you can kind of probably tell people to turn the camera on, show me how you're doing it, and maybe do it. But it's more of a hands-on mm-hmm. thing. So sometimes it's a little better to come to these these types of events and really get a, a hands-on thing. Because I know we, we experienced uh, with our hospital and, and with the insurance and with different programs that sometimes you just – they don't have those programs, mm-hmm. and, you, and you really have to just kind of do your research, read the books, go online, do all this kind of thing. So, so these are definitely great, great um, resources for people. Um, so that's that's dealing with the grant. So that's what we have coming up starting uh, – when did we say it's starting? It starts in July. We have okay. our first class set for July 17th. Okay. Um, and these are in-person classes. Um, I think we'll maybe host a few virtual ones, kind of depending on what the demand is. Um, but the idea is to get women in a class to be able to kind of cultivate that supportive environment for new moms. Um, but we will be having classes at three different locations throughout the county. So we'll be having classes um, at Franklinton Middle School, Bunn Middle School, and then Franklin Plaza, which is located here in Lewisburg. Um, And they'll kind of be each month we'll rotate and go to a different location. So that way, hopefully moms won't have to travel super far to get to one location and we can kind of spread them out throughout the county. Are there any any more things? I mean, above and beyond this on the horizon for people to look down the road toward um, in F, in this sort of effort to reduce infant mortality? 
Yes, absolutely. So there's a few other um, things that we're trying to do with this grant as well. Um, one of the things that we are hoping to do is to establish some breastfeeding friendly spaces in Franklin County. Um, so working with businesses or community groups that would be interested in having an actual set place within their space um, that would be a room available for mom to moms to breastfeed when they're out in the community. So that'll be something that's coming soon. Um, we're also hoping to start a support group for moms as well. So a lot of what we heard when women go to these classes and specifically breastfeeding classes was that they would be like after the class would finish, they would be in the back of the room kind of chit-chatting with other moms and saying like, hey, like let's meet up. Let's you know, continue this discussion. So we kind of want to um, help facilitate that in Franklin County as well and start um, a support group for moms as well. So that'll be something that will help um, facilitate a place and a time, but it'll ultimately really, really be for the moms a space for them to come and discuss with other new moms, maybe the challenges that they're having or whatever they need. So we're also going to try to start a support group as well. Yeah, and that's that's something that's really important because, I mean, you can go to a class, you can learn the basics, but then in your scenario, something might be just a little bit different that's is kind of outside the norm but not, not alarming but just a little different and uh, getting support from other people who might have had those similar but, you know, limited circumstances could be very helpful and, mm-hmm. and, and it also uh, helps, you know, get people together who maybe didn't know each other more, you know, uh, efforts to to get together uh, as a community, and going back to the the breastfeeding available areas, breastfeeding friendly areas, we'll mm-hmm. say that um, that's that's a very important thing too. Because I mean, if I if I'm just a if I had a business somewhere in the county, and I wanted to do something like this, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, so having somebody who who kind of knows what you need to do to get you set up for that type of thing would be very, very helpful. So I'm, I'm sure some people will be very um, glad to, to get some guidance on that so that, you know, they're not having to try to reinvent the wheel when mm-hmm. we have some people who can, can help with that. So so I know for as lead health uh, educator, this is uh, this has been your focus um, right now, getting this off the, off the thing. But what are some of the uh, other programs that you are – uh, working on to, you know, help with health education uh, in the county. I mean, not necessarily. We we know you, you're everywhere, um, mm-hmm. but but what are what are some specific things that uh, people might could look for uh, to to learn some more? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I kind of mentioned earlier that I was our triple P coordinator. So um, we do have a triple P program and. For those who are not familiar, Triple P stands for Positive Parenting Program. Um, So it is a program that um, parents can participate in if they want to learn some skills to kind of help manage misbehavior and um, communication skills. So we do offer that. Um, We also are uh, working with the school system. We just did, and I believe it was in March, um, we did some vaping education um, or vaping prevention education in the school system, and we're going to continue that into next school year as well. Um, And then we also do kind of like the you know, we have the classes at the senior center where we'll go and talk to the seniors about whatever topic that they might be interested in, whether that be nutrition or diabetes management or things like that. Um, we 
currently have a small program going on in the libraries where we're doing some nutrition education in the libraries. So we also do kind of those small speaking engagements as well. Um, We really enjoy getting out to be out in the community and interact with the other um, Franklin County departments as well. Yeah, and I know uh, you've been out with some different things, so not not just in – uh, let's say physical building sense, but also with different events. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know last year Parks and Recreation had uh, an event at Franklinton Park, and y'all mm-hmm. are out there um, doing some education on on some different things, and uh, along with other county departments, and giving some people uh, some some different uh, things to read up on and to learn more about the programs. Um, is there anything else that? Um, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll talk some more about some other programs, but uh, is there anything else um, going on right now in your world, when you're your spot of the health department, um, that you want to uh, to let people know about? That's a great question, James. Um, I think this grant has definitely been the biggest thing that we've been really focusing on, especially this month with it launching and having our first class next month. But yeah, we, like you said, we do um, a lot of health promotion as well. So we go to all those community events. We, um, you know, are the people that are out there trying to promote our health department services and talk about the programs that we have. So we do have some um, upcoming outreach events going on. Um, In August, we are actually going to be hosting an outreach event, which we're really excited about. It'll be a back-to-school bash um, that'll be happening in our parking lot. So we'll have, you know, different community organizations that serve families can come out and promote their services um, during that time. So we're really excited about that as well. But yeah, we um, are just kind of the promoters of the health department and promoters of all things health education and health wise. And for more information on, on things that the health department does and programs and different things like that, um, they have a very, um, of course on www.franklincountync.gov under departments and health department. uh, There's a lot of different resources. They've been revamping some of their page there and uh, have some some good ways to get you right to the information that you're looking for. Um, and then the tell us again what the website is for these programs coming up so people can sign up. Yes. So it is franklincobaby.as.me. And that'll take you, if you put that in, that'll take you directly to our scheduling link where you can see the dates that we have available for our um, safe sleep and breastfeeding classes. And you can go in there and register directly on that link. Yep. And and probably read a little bit more about some of those programs. Well, this is a very uh, important program uh, coming to the health department. And so um, we'll say we've got a couple of things coming up, but stay tuned for more things coming down the pipeline from uh, from Elaine and health education and the health department. Well, that's about all the time we have left for today. The Franklin County NC podcast is produced by Franklin County as a public service to better inform and provide timely and relevant information. Tune in for more informative shows about what is happening in Franklin County. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite, po- uh, favorite podcast platform. <laughs> like or rate the podcast and share it with your friends and family. To find out more about Franklin County, North Carolina, go to the uh, to our website at www.franklincountync.gov and sign up for our email newsletter while you are there. 
you can tell we do this live every time and sometimes i stumble over the podcast platforms and the p alliterations but for all of us here at franklin county i'm james hicks and we'll talk to you soon